Today's episode is brought to you by King Realty and Management Incorporated, a full-service residential real estate brokerage with a multi-generational approach. Are you looking to invest in real estate here in Texas? Or better yet, are you looking to sell your home? Be sure to contact King Realty and Management. Visit kingrealtytx.com slash podcast. Millennial versus Machine, how I got someone else to pay off my student loan debt and how you can do the same thing. Let's jump right into today's conversation. Hey guys, it's Courtney again with another episode of Millennial versus Machine. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I just appreciate you guys who have been rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast. So uh, let me start off by saying thank you. Today... I am not alone. I am joined by my friend and fellow millennial, Kristen O'Neill. She, well, I'm going to let her introduce herself because she does a lot. But let me tell you about the point of this episode, and then I will bring Kristen on. So I'm talking about how I got someone else to pay off my student loan debt, and I did this by investing in real estate. And I thought in a, you know, in another episode, we talked about the importance of a team, right? Having people in your corner that are experts in their field to give you the proper guidance so you make the right decisions. Well, Kristen is another team member um, that would be really, really good to have on your team. So Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> and so I didn't tell them anything about you just yet. So I want you to do the grand introduction. Tell us about yourself, what you do, what you're about, and, you know, why you're essential to the team. So when you said grand introduction, I was like, too bad this isn't a video because I want to like bust out with jazz hands. Like, I'm here. Um, (laughs) Do it. The radio. (laughs) The radio. So we're going to not do that. Yeah. Um, I am Kristen O'Neill. I am a financial planner primarily. I do some business consulting. Uh, Typically, I am working with women who are the primary income earner on their house and their household. So girls who out earn their husbands and or boyfriends and or you never know. You know, I'm not here to judge today. (laughs) Not at all. Um, So women who are making the financial decisions in their household and generally when they come to me, they've got some questions about what their overall financial strategy should be. And so they've done some stuff on their own, like maybe they own real estate or maybe they've got a 401k at work and they might be doing some stock trading on the side, who knows, but they just don't really, they don't have a comprehensive or cohesive plan um, that incorporates all the different pieces of the puzzle. And so I help them create a strategy and then also help them execute it And uh, really, whatever your goal is, I'm here to help you be great. Awesome. So that's like personalized. You sit down with them and you look Mm -hmm. at where they are and where they're trying to be and collaborate with the plan? Yep. You give me all the stuff in your financial junk drawer and tell me where you're trying to get. And I will 
tell you what's working, what's not working, what should be adjusted, what we should throw out, um, and give you an itemized list of things to do to help you get where you want to go. I also talk to you a lot about the blind spots that you maybe haven't considered. Um, people call me for everything as little as like, should we buy a car right now? Um, should we pay cash? Should we finance? We're thinking about buying a house. We want to have a baby. Um, all the way to it's time to retire. I have clients in their my oldest clients are in their 60s. So thinking about retirement in the next couple of years, what ha- have I saved enough? Is it in the right place? So there's all anything to do with money. I like to tell people you can check with me first. And if not, I tend to operate as like a project manager around your money. The guys in my business say quarterback, and it took me a while to figure out what they meant because I'm sports light. Um, and I didn't grow up in Dallas. So like yeah. I didn't grow up with football. Yeah. Um, but basically like I'm the project manager of your money. So if it has to do with money, you can start with me and then I can collaborate with your other people, your tax professional, your real estate agent, whoever else you talk to about uh, your financial life. I can help like translate for you between you and them. That's amazing. If you were to have somebody like, let's say they have money um, or have a Mm -hmm. decent savings and they come to you and they say, Hey, where do you think I should invest it? Is that part of what you advise them on? Yeah, absolutely. So I run into women all the time who have, who are good savers on their own. So maybe they've got a couple hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Maybe they have parents who sold a business or they've sold a business or someone in their family has died and left them an inheritance and they've got, some amount of money and they feel like they should be doing more than they are, but they put it in the bank because that was a safe place to put it. That happens all the time. And I find with women specifically, women tend to need more information before they're willing to make a decision. Whereas men will just jump into investing. They'll meet a guy that'll be like, we're putting it all on black this week. And he's like, cool. I just got a hundred grand because my grandpa died. Let's put it all on black. And they roll out. Women are like, mm, I'm going to put this in the bank and then research it and then get busy doing other stuff. And then three years later, it's been, you know, eroding due to inflation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, uh, that's really what I do. Like if you've got one big topic mm-hmm. and you bring that to me, I tend to find a couple other topics that maybe you didn't know anybody could ever help you with Absolutely. or um, you didn't think was related or just blind spot. Yeah. That's what I do. This is so good because in episode four um, of the podcast, we talked about examining your current financial situation before you dive into doing what I teach in Millennial versus Machine. Yeah. And I feel like you are the go-to for that because I know some some people, um, number one, they're fearful of even looking at their whole situation. (laughs) Don't even want to open the mail. (laughs) I understand. I've been there. I've been in that place. Yeah. I've got a lot of clients in the same situation. The amount of money you have does not change that. Yeah. Yeah. People are always surprised to hear that more money does not make you like less afraid of dealing with money. Exactly. Exactly. So I I love hearing that that's what you do. And then uh, in episode five, we talked about where they're trying to go, which is Mm -hmm. also something that you help them kind of sift through, I'm sure, when you start talking about their different goals and, you know, what the future is that they have kind of built up in their mind. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell me about like that process of 
helping them figure out their goals if, if they don't really know what they are. Do you? Yeah, that actually happened um, more than you'd think, but not a lot lately. Maybe I'm just attracting people who are super goal-oriented lately. Thanks for helping me think about this. Which is good. Um, so, yeah, so this actually comes up often. Um, sometimes, like again, I'll go back to women because that's who I work with primarily. But sometimes what happens is you feel like you should want something or you feel like you should be somewhere based on an age or the perceived success of people around you. That's good. And so a lot of times um, people are like, literally, I feel like I should have saved more or I feel like everybody's doing like really great in their 401ks and I just don't know what I'm doing wrong or I don't know what to do. Um, so that's one way that it happens. The other way is I just have a, like an honest conversation in the very front end of our process before we even decide whether or not we're going to work together. Um, what do you want? And I find that like when you say, what do you want? And then you just pause and wait for someone to say something. They're like, um, what do other people want? Like, no. What do you, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you can have anything. And if I, I can help you get anything like what what would it be and so once you get like the big things that everybody like tends to say out of the way like things like retirement or um saving to buy your first house or your you know investment properties of common thing vacation homes Mm -hmm. uh, and lifestyle stuff like it, it really is individual and I think a lot of people have been afraid to want because they don't know how to get it women tend to be more that way. Like, I don't want to even say I want this because I don't even see how that could be a thing. That is a whole word right there. That's a, like other episode. We'll do that later. <laughs> that is good though. That is good. So that's what I help, I help people figure out. I and mean, then once you write it down or once I write it down and you see it on your screen, a lot of times the homework I assign is go figure out how to make that happen. Like if you had to make that happen, what would you need to do? Mm-hmm. And so- if someone says, you know, I want a vacation home in Jamaica, I'd say, okay, get on Zillow and find out or whatever website they're using, um, how much that would cost. And in their minds, it's like $15 million. And then they go on the website and it's like $250,000. And all of a sudden that seems doable. Yes. And so a lot of like the stuff that we are stressed out about, like I just talked to a client yesterday and she was talking about the mail and like, this is a millennial demographic, like a thing. Yeah. Um, like you don't open the mail cause you're like, Oh my God, there's going to be a giant bill that I already know exists in the mail. And if I don't open it, maybe it won't be re- like, that's not a, that's not a real, that's not a real strategy. You got to <laughs> stop doing that. So exactly. if you say, I really want to retire and it's going to cost $15 million, Hey, maybe we look at it and it only costs 4 million. And then maybe we break that down into all the years you have between now and retirement. Mm-hmm. And what might it look like to save 15, 20, 30, 50, crazy, 50% of your income. Like if we were to do that, if one, if between me and my spouse, one of us wanted to stay home, what would we have to do to make that happen? And would it be worth it? So it's just like, I have conversations to help people figure out what they want and then break it down to like manageable chunks and then help them step-by-step make that happen. I love that. And, and you're really, you're a really good listener and practice. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're, I you're love really, to talk. yeah, you're really good at drawing <laughs> things out of people though, you know, like just even yeah. in our friendship and just interacting together and interacting with other mutual friends. So that's a, mm-hmm. that's an awesome skill. And the reason why I say that is because for all my listeners out there that 
are in a position where they're like scared to open the mail (laughs) or scared to even look at how much money you have in the bank. You know, how much Mm -hmm. do you have saved, if any, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Kristen is a really, really good resource that you can use where, you know, she's not going to be judgmental. She's going to keep the focus, uh, on you and your goals and how to get there, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, if anything, just in, even in this podcast, I just want to start getting people to think about yeah. these things and, and overcome the fears that they have. So, yeah. And there's a lot of people who just have fears of, uh, people in the finance space. There's, a, and when you say finance, there's a lot of different jobs. People all the time will be like, Oh yeah, my husband works for, ex corporate company corporate finance. And I'm like, I can't do his job. He can't do mine. It's a total different world. Like totally. first, those are two separate things. Um, two, like I'm not a human calculator. Like I don't do math. I do math, but mostly the machine does it. Um, and so like, that's not like a lot of people are like, why do I need you? I could go on betterment and find out how much I need to retire. You could. Um, and betterment's great. And I actually really like that platform, but what we know from research in our industry is that there's a lot more to the behavioral side of finance than there is um, to just the math of it. Like we know what we need to do to be in better shape, but we still eat pizza and ice cream and don't go to the gym. So like think of what I do more as like the uh, behavior, of course the information, but a lot of it's the behavioral uh, science around like managing your money and getting to what you want more of like a coaching than anything. And not all financial advisors are the same. So you may hear the term financial advisor or financial services rep or financial planner. And a lot of us like use the same titles, but do completely different work. So I would just say, if you're going to go talk to, if you're thinking about working with somebody, like don't let the one bad experience you had from the guy in college that called you and tried to sell you life insurance, like deter your entire future life with financial planners because we're not all equal. We don't all do the same thing. I'm so glad you said that. 100%. So you don't have to have a million dollars to work with all of us. Yeah. Not me yet. So get in now. <laughs> exactly. Get in where you can. <laughs> get in now. Yeah. So there's two questions um, that I have. The first question is part of what I talk about in the book and on previous episodes is if you don't have a savings right now, Um, and a saving, having some sort of cash to put down on a property is essential, um, in what I teach in the book, do part of your services address that in terms of being able to look at maybe where they're spending their money and where they Mm -hmm. can kind of cut some of those expenses or is that beyond your scope? No, I do that, that kind of work. I tend to do whatever is necessary for the client. So some of my clients uh, have really tight budgets and habits around spending, and they just are great at letting money sit in the bank. And every quarter I call them and they've got 20 grand, just like, mm, I didn't know what to do with it. So here you go, invest. Some of my clients are that way. Um, some of my clients, though, are come to me with a lot of debt um, and our first year or two together is just reorganizing how they spend, cleaning up bank accounts, paying off high interest debt, and then saving an emergency fund. So I've actually got a, quite a few clients to do that. Uh, part of why I do the work the way I do it um, is because I realize working with clients, and most of my clients are like 40s or 30s and 40s, 
uh, we didn't we didn't have parents like Courtney who were like, this is what to do with money. I know, I know, I hear stories about your dad. This is what to do with money and here's how to do it. And you should be rolling around with 30 grand in the bank. Like nobody told me that when I was little. Nobody told a lot of other people that either. Agreed. And so part of what I do for some of my clients is help them um, get organized build, and build the habits and the discipline around putting the money away. Because you can't get into like investing in real estate and be living on credit cards yes. or have no money. Yeah. Oh my gosh. In my opinion, we didn't coordinate our answers. So yeah, guys, this is kind of off the, <laughs> off the cuff to be honest with you. But when I tell you that is exactly what I think my audience needs to hear, right. Mm-hmm. Um, to just start, you know, to acknowledge that you may not have gotten some of the information from your parents. And so you're up until this point. Um, I don't know if it's unstable. It says my connection is unstable. Can you see me? I can see hear me. Yeah. It helps sometimes to not do the video. It's like, Oh really? uh Okay. Okay. We'll keep going. Sorry about that. So, um, but acknowledging that, Hey, there's some information that you may not have received or maybe some bad information that you did get. And, um, and, and that's okay. That's why you come to, you build a team and you come to experts like Kristen, where you are able to glean information and knowledge and she can coach you into developing these good habits. So I'm so glad you, you said that. Um, before I ask my next question, I, I saw you jot down something. Did you want to share anything along those lines? Oh, yeah. What, and I think it kind of, um, the thing I was thinking that all, all people in real estate hate when I say I'm sure is like, so, you know, brace yourself. I think you've heard me say this already. Um, whenever someone's like, re, like your first home is like the, what do they say? Like the cornerstone of wealth building or something. And your first home is probably by far, unless you're like a doctor, um, the biggest piece of debt you will ever have doctor or business owner. Um, but it's not ne- like your primary residence is not necessarily going to be the cornerstone of your portfolio. Yes. That's just like a thing people say to, to sell houses. So I would rather, and like I get a lot of people who are just feeling like I'm 30, I'm 35 and whatever. And like, I have a job and I should have a house. And I'm just like, chill. You could just have a hundred grand in a mutual fund account and we could just do that. And that could generate income for you. Yeah. And that could be it. Um, I almost would rather in a lot of cases and disclosure, I'm not here to give advice. I don't know any of your pe- you people. So yeah. you're welcome to call me and we can talk about your personal situation. So this yes. is not like blanket me giving advice, but yes. um, it, it might make more sense for you to live in an apartment and own like a rental property and be generating income off of that. And, you know, building your net worth that way. Like it could be, it doesn't have to be the way you think it is or like what your parents did or what you saw other people do. Cause for the most part, people are doing what they saw other people do. Whoever the first person was, I don't know, but that doesn't mean that that's right. And it doesn't mean it's right for you. I I love that you said that, by the way, and you might be surprised about this because when I bought the investment property, that is the whole basis of this book, right? Mm -hmm. I was renting an apartment. Yeah, I'm not not one of those people that says you absolutely have to be a homeowner in order to invest in real estate. No, Mm -hmm. you know, um, a lot of millennials um, 
are like, Hey, I want the freedom to be able to move around. You know, I may not, I can't see myself living, you know, in Dallas for the next 10 years. Like I don't want right. to settle down, but I do want the cash flow of a rental property. I think that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Renting is not a waste of money. And I, I knock that down every time someone says it, like, I don't want to just throw money away. You're not throwing money away. Yeah. You're paying to live somewhere. That's what you're doing. <laughs> and you're also paying for the flexibility to be able to move whenever you want. Whenever the Lord says move, you can go. If you own a house, you're not going nowhere yeah. for at least five years. Yeah. And, you're, and if the market isn't doing what you would like it to do and you can't get your money out of the house, you're stuck there. So you're buying flexibility, time, you're buying a place to live. And that yeah. is 100% okay. Yeah, it is. Until forever if you want. Like, but you know, yeah, we'll talk about it. Individual situations. Exactly. But sidebar, even sure. if you were to buy a house, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the last house I owned, I owned it for like a year and a half because then the Lord was like, okay, court, you're moving to Houston. Right. I sold that thing and turned a profit and I only owned it for a year and a half. So yeah. that is possible. That's the dream. But, yeah. But, um, uh, and that's where just having the right team you know, comes mm-hmm. in kind of going back to that. So, um, I, I love this but having, having the savings allows you the flexibility to be able to do that because yeah. if you would have needed to move to Houston and the market would have been down true that, I mean, that would have been a different conversation. And so we buy real estate and stocks differently and with much more emotion than we buy anything else. And That's- so girls that shop for clothing, know know how to shop for things like you shop for stuff off season yeah you shop for your winter coat in the summer you buy yellow sundresses in the fall and winter because they're on sale they're on clearance like that's when you buy stuff if you're being really smart sometimes you just need something and you're out and you buy it that happens on occasion but generally when things cost less you buy them and right now like we're at the height of the market and people are like dying to get in I'm not saying don't invest. You absolutely should be investing. But yeah. there's a rule called dollar cost averaging. We could talk about that later. It's boring yeah. financial planner stuff. But um, you should always be investing. But like, don't jumping in when everybody else is jumping in. You know, that's not what we should be doing. I agree. And that's one of the reasons why I stress the whole pre-work. You know, mm-hmm. if don't beat yourself up if you can't invest right now. You know what I mean? Do the work, stack the cash, you know? Um, There are some really good deals out there still. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. I actually made an offer on um, uh, already rented townhome out here and I'm waiting for them to let me know if they accept it, you know? So I think it's just about being smart, being patient and, um, and understanding your individual situation. It's about getting ready. Yes. And then knowing that like the market is cyclical, it will always yeah. go up and then down. Exactly. And then if it's up right now, it's about to go down. If it's down, it's about to go up. Like exactly. it will always do that. Exactly. So just be patient. Absolutely. As I tell my dog, chill. <laughs> <laughs> Her excitement level is high. I need you to chill. Simple, to like, simple words yet so profound. <laughs> sometimes, I sometimes I need to tell myself that. Um, the, the last thing that I wanted to talk about, and then I really want to make sure that you share your contact information with the audience, um, is what I teach in the book has to do with one component of people's personal finances, right? 
um, investing in real estate. That's one component, but mm-hmm. investing as a whole and your personal finances as a, as a whole has a lot of different variables that you have to take into consideration. And I just right. wanted to kind of conclude with your thoughts um, and pre- professional opinion on that because you are literally looking at their total picture when they come right. to you. So any, any thoughts or. I think one of the biggest mistakes that people are making with their finances is, is that they're looking at it in a vacuum. They're maxing out their 401ks and then they've got credit card debt at 24%. Um, they, and by maxing out, I mean IRS limit, which I think is like 19.5 right now. Um, or they're like investing in the stock market, but they're not paying off high interest debt. Like that, those basic things, taking yeah. risks with money that they need or like not buying life insurance when they've got a family and kids and people who depend on them, but like spending money on, you know, eating out and shopping and like lifestyle stuff and just being life insurance is too expensive. Like all of, like all of these little things. And so um, it's hard because there's so many different pieces of the puzzle to know like how your work benefits are affecting your ability to save or like what you can leverage better based on the tools that you have at your disposal. And that that's really my job. Um, and so if you have questions about that or want to know more or just like want to ask me a quick thing, uh, you can email me. It's Kristen spelling. K-R-I-S-T-A-N, Kristen at KristenO'Neill.com. I'm sure you'll put that in show notes somewhere. I sure will, Um, yeah. Awesome. Or you can go on my calendar and just book like a 30-minute chat just for us to get to know each other. It's Calendly.com slash financial plan. And so you can like go on there and just pick a date that you want to talk for 20 minutes just for us to get to know each other a little. And if it's a quick question, I'll send you on your way and be like, here's the answer. Bye. Um, if it's not a quick question and it makes sense for us to talk more, then we'll talk more. Totally. And then what about Instagram? Cause I know a lot of people are big on Instagram. Is that, are you, yeah, are you, you can follow me on Instagram. It's the new K O T H E N E W K O. And it's my personal Instagram. Sometimes I might say something about money, but not usually it's like my dog and coffee <laughs> and food. and Yeah. Well, remember, but people do business with people they like, they like and they can connect with. So guys, Absolutely. you want to connect with Kristen. Make sure you reach <laughs> out to her because she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's talking about. And it's all about getting other people to pay off for student loan debt. And part of that is taking a look at where you're starting, where you are currently um, financially. So thank mm-hmm. you so much, Kristen, for taking the time to be on the podcast Totally appreciate it. And I hope, um, you know, our audience reach out to you and and hopefully you can help them progress to um, higher levels of wealth. So thanks again. That's what I do. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you want to continue the conversation, be sure to visit CourtneyMKing.com slash community. And oh, by the way, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. And so would your peeps who are looking to get out of student loan debt. Until next time.